Previously, on Those Were the Days. Because he has enough money to put a castle on top of a skyscraper. Gargoyles is good. How much that character in this episode did look like Gates McFadden. With um, terrible trigger discipline. She was the a Fox. big Ace Freely fan. They look like something more out of gummy bears than this. That was the icing. You are the cake. Where do they find these trench coats? Real quick, though. We flew past you saying the words... Mercenaries who became TV stars. Yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen television today? Because honestly, that did not phase uh-huh. me one bit. Those were the days is filmed before a live internet audience. everybody it's time for those were the days the show that takes a look at classic tv through a modern lens with nostalgic eyes i am your host steven this week joined as always by people who you know have nicknames for what they do because all good nicknames are based around what you're known for so we've got audie the art man norman you may take the most gallant sailor the most intrepid airman the most audacious soldier. Put them at a table together, and what do you get? The sum of their fears. All right. TV's the TV man, Travis. Everybody know what time it is? Tool time. Tool time. No, no, it's time for those were the days. Did you not listen to Steven's intro at all? Like, if you need me, I'll be putting rubber rubber heads in microwaves for the next hour. <laughs> Amy, the mini-painting, craft-making, goods-baking, podcast-acting woman, Frost. Ah, uh, the 90s TV family. When the men were idiots, the women were fed up, and the child actors had three first names. <laughs> I'm Steven, the computer guy, Adams. Man, oh man, if you heard those intros, you know we're talking about home improvement. Uh, the Halloween episode, which, uh, funny enough, uh, Home Improvement had a Halloween episode for every single season of its run, except for season one. Uh, but I think we can give them a pass, because season one, no one knows what they're doing, uh, much less planning for a, a holiday episode. I, I guess if you're, if you're planning yeah. to do a show, you're probably your first season's when you really want to lean on holidays, because it gives you some filler. You're like, we don't know what to make, but we know we won't make a Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, you know? Yeah. That's the way I well, see Well, you it. may not know that first season, you may not know when you're actually going to run either. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, good. that's a good point. But, you know, I've noticed a theme as I was looking through our spreadsheet of shows that we picked for this holiday. Almost all of them was season something, episode seven. <laughs> so <laughs> at this point, I've determined that episode seven is the Halloween episode for any show ever in a, during its season. That would, that well, would make start sense. in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, start in September, yep. make it to your seventh episode. It's probably towards the end of October. Yep. And I mean, mm-hmm. yep. most of these shows, they're, they're compartmentalized. An episode is is not exactly attached to every other episode. So your Halloween episode, you you, you record it, and you're like, ah, oh, we'll move it to another time. Or, you know, if you get off off schedule, what I'm saying, you could put it in there. You could just be like, ah, oh, just insert it. Bam. I mean, a show like Home Improvement isn't really leaning on its previous episode for story points. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, I mean, how many how many times did you see a Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode in the middle of November? Because (laughs) you know, it'd be on Fox and the World Series would go long. Yeah. And suddenly they couldn't air it on on Halloween or something like that. Yeah. And no one no one cares. We love Halloween episodes. I think at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, and we're here to talk about season six of Home Improvement, this Halloween episode. But first, uh, as we tend to do, I'd like to know where you guys sit with Home Improvement. This is more recent of a show that I've picked. Usually I'm picking like way back in the day shows. <laughs> uh, this is a little more in my zone of when I was sitting in the living room watching TV with mom and dad. Um, but where were you? Amy, how did, how, did, how did Home Improvement land with you? We definitely watched it because um, my family, we were a big This Old House family. Uh, mm. And so, like, obviously, Al is um, Norm Abram. And so that was, like, an auto win for my dad. 
you know, and like, it, it's like, I'm, I'm just going to say it was, I remember it being slightly smarter than it was, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, it was definitely a thing in my house. And like I said, like I was a, I was a teenager at the time. So Jonathan Taylor, Tom JTT baby in the teen beat magazine. Yeah. I remember that. It was never my thing though. I was a Will Wheaton girl. So. Oh, okay. My mm. wife was a JTT fan. Uh, I learned that watching Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> so I found out. I found out she was really into Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Devin Sawa there for a while, and like some mm-hmm. other. Oh, Nick Carter during middle school, and go. I'm like, you mm-hmm. had a type. Like a <laughs> that is all the same person yeah. as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. And then like, I look yeah. at myself. I'm like, what? I am nothing <laughs> like those people. Like what? What happened? She's like, well, my type changed. It's like I get it. I get it. It's not twelve anymore. Yeah, right. It's, it'd be kind of weird if I was still into them. But no, it's, yeah. that's that's great. Um, and the show was probably smarter uh, to you back then because it's it's not yeah. that it was any smarter. It's that maybe you were slightly less smart, <laughs> and now you've exceeded those smarts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and here we are, Adi. How about you? Oh, I definitely remember watching it all the time with the fam. Um, definitely was a staple in our house. So I just remember, yeah, sitting down watching it. I definitely don't remember it being any smarter than what we saw, <laughs> except for Wilson when he talked. He was the only smart yeah. one on the show uh, by design. But yeah, I always loved watching Tim screw something up and, you know, grunt. <laughs> <laughs> you do that so well. That's so perfect. Yeah, I didn't practice that at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could have fooled me. Clearly not. It's perfect. Uh, how about you, Travis? Yeah, uh, Home Improvement was a regular watched show in uh, my house growing up. My mom actually worked for a while for the local ABC affiliate. Um, and so we watched all the ABC shows all the time. And Home Improvement was one that... I definitely uh, watched a lot of it. It is not any dumber than I remember. I remember it just being this kind of like, and it's Tim Allen's humor. Tim Allen's humor mm-hmm. plays to that, that type of, of stuff. But um, yeah, I remember watching it. I, I remember being most uh, amazed as the show went on, how much the boys grew up and like how, how they wouldn't change the opening credits for a while. And so you'd see episodes <laughs> mm-hmm. and the opening credits, they would look so young. And then you're looking at it and like Mark ended up being the tallest one by the end yeah. of the show, like Big all this crazy stuff. Thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely watched a lot of it, uh, enjoyed it for, you know, for what it was, it was a dumb sitcom and it did that really well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the most recent uh, run in with home improvement I had was in probably 2000. 2005, 2006, or seven or eight, something like that. I don't know. I would come home from work. I lived a mile from work, so I would come home to eat lunch, and it was always on. So I'd watch an episode of Home Improvement <laughs> on TBS and then go back to work. So more than anything, it was like in my mid-20s, I watched this. Even though I watched it when I was you know nine or ten with my parents, it resonated more, and I laughed so much at all the jokes sitting there eating my McDonald's chicken nuggets before I went back to work. <laughs> And it was usually the reason I was late, because I had to finish the episode. Like, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it was a government job. Nobody was watching. No, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a, that's not a, uh, a myth. That's real life. Um, but yeah, so home improvement was a big deal. I remember uh, my dad's name is Tim. So, and my dad also does a lot of things that are, some would say would be foolish uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to doing jobs by yourself that you really should be doing with other people, you know putting th- holding things up while screwing them in you really need an extra yeah. person so you don't hurt yourself like that's really not what he yeah. does he just i gotta get it done and no one's here so rather than wait for somebody he's he's very similar to me in that i will do it sweat hurt myself and complain that no one has come to help me um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like i i had to finish making dinner i don't know what you want <laughs> like do you want to eat or do you want help i need help now and i need dinner after yeah so there's like a it it is a Neanderthal brain that takes over when you're trying to do something mechanical. Um, so I, I definitely associate with with Tim Allen's character in that way. That I've been there. I've been there. I know what that's like <laughs> to fall through your roof. Um, but yeah. So this episode is all about Halloween. So where we pick it up, it's about tailors pranking each other. Um, 
So I'm not a Halloween prankster. That's never an angle of the tricks. Half is not something anyone ever really enforced on me. Did you guys, do you guys do tricks or just like prank hate, each other? I'm, I no. hate pranks. I hate pranks so much. Uh, notoriously, there was one, one uh, April Fool's Day. I was having my breakfast Cheerios and my mom decided to prank me by telling me that I had eaten half a worm. Like, look in the bowl right there's the other half. You ate it. And I sobbed <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> I don't do. So like we've talked about this before, right? Like how like like a lot of you guys like the awkward humor. You can't do it. Like it's just I get I mm. This episode was very hard to watch. I was like, no, just leave each other alone, please. Yeah, I, I, my family never did pranks. Like, it just wasn't what we did. Um, but I did have some friends of mine that for a while we would we would prank, uh, run little pranks on each other, and they would escalate. And you'd have your prank wars. Um, but it never centered around like Halloween or anything. It wasn't anything special. It was just you know. Oh, look, Clint left his keys on the table again for like the third day in a row. And he's just wandering about. So we're going to take his keys and go move his car. You know, we'll take yeah. it. We'll, we'll drive it yes. down the block and leave it there for him. So when he goes to leave, his car is just not there. Like that kind of stuff. They were usually pretty innocuous. Sure. Um, but yeah, never, never like centered around Halloween or anything like that. Yeah. The yeah, same. Always, always about the treat, treats, never about the tricks. Bring the treats. Give yeah. The treats. That's what yeah. I want. We we didn't we I've never been a pranker. I remember my dad was was even like, "Don't let people mess with your car at your wedding. Just like don't don't let them do it because <laughs> it's annoying. It's awful. No one oh. likes it. It's no fun. Don't so, like I made sure nobody. I'm like nobody's touching the car. We got to drive that later. And you people put. I heard stories about people putting lube all over the windshield. Just terrible things. Um, when we got married. I thought my brother-in-law was giving, putting food in the car because it was late at night and we were starving and didn't get any food because we were meeting yeah. everybody. No, he got my keys to go put rice in every square inch of my car he possibly oh. could. See, and let me tell you, we found rice everywhere, but my my car was never moist. Like we never <laughs> had a problem with water in that car after that. That's for sure. <laughs> That car came with its own desiccant packet. Yeah, pretty much. See, at least you had a good attitude. And I think that's the, the a good prank is is good for both parties. You know, like something mm-hmm. you can laugh at and be like fun, which is where we start with this uh-huh. with this episode. Where it starts with it's tool time. Let's welcome Tim and Al, who man, I was good it was good to see Richard Karn, you know, doing the thing. Yeah, I like that mm-hmm. guy. He's all right. Uh, but yeah, so they both come out and they're going to show you how to strip wallpaper. So Al is about to show you one method, puts his face right next to the drywall and bam, a big rubber face that just <laughs> comes busting out of there. And I want to believe that this was that he didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he did because he wasn't scared I mean, enough. Even if you know it's going to happen, <laughs> you don't necessarily know when right. it's going to happen. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's still it's still sure. a jump scare. I couldn't find any trivia on it. I was really hoping to read that. that oh, yeah, that was totally I had no idea that that was going to happen when it did. But it was it was a good jump. It was a good scare uh, and a good laugh all around. You know, ah, you got me, whatever. Uh, and so then we get Al doing silly, a silly prank. Um, on Tim with the Cobra in the vac in the uh, steamer. So mm-hmm. Tim yep. goes to the wallpaper. He's like, "Let me show you how to." And I, I was having PTSD about this wallpaper stripping incident. <laughs> like, y'all ever done that before? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it sucks. Good. Nothing about it's yeah. good. No method is nope. good. Everything's awful. And you can roll that little spiky roller all over it and use your camera. It's just, it's nightmare. My fuel. grandparents' house. So it was like this was in like probably the late 90s early 2000s and this is like 1965 wallpaper and when they're using like horse hide glue like it is not coming down (laughs) it's like epoxied on the wall you're like it's good i'm just gonna take the drywall bearing wallpaper it's not good (laughs) load bearing wallpaper i've never heard that (laughs) yeah no i I have friends of mine that have been renovating a house and they're removing the several layers of wallpaper from this house that have been done over the years. And it's over plaster. And it's not regular sheetrock walls. It's lath and plaster that they're trying to oh, take God. this off of. So every so often they just get like big chunks of plaster that come off with it. It's like, well, 
we're we're going to be drywalling over this now. Like <laughs> it's <laughs> hell. Some but. things a five gallon bucket of spackle just can't can't fix. <laughs> so Tim's like, "Ha ha, you got me with the steamer and the cobra." And then he goes to do his job on the drywall. And bam! There's another there's another skull through there. And then we're off to the races. So that was our intro to Tool Time. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, I would watch a show like Tool Time if it was on oh, television. Yeah. Like easy. That's the you don't even have sure. to try. Like if HGTV just said. We're going to basically clone Tool Time and make it a real show. I would watch that every day. Because it's more real to me than watching people pretend that they're running into problems on somebody's house <laughs> and like have to solve them, whatever. Yeah. Like Y'all all the agreed f- on this weeks ago. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. And it's also a lot more realistic to watch than uh, you know the, the person who arranges delicate flowers and the gerbil farmer that have a four and a half million <laughs> yeah. dollar budget to buy and renovate a new house. My mom watches this one um, where it's people that have started a renovation and it's just they've realized that they are in beyond (laughs) over their head and she has to like come in and fix and I go, yes, no, I understand this show. Excellent. This is very good. (laughs) I just thought it was funny watching this and seeing Tool Time. I'm just like, never in a million years would somebody be on a tool show wearing a necktie. Like, (laughs) (laughs) rule number um, one. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah, wait, this is Tim the Toolman Taylor. Duh. Yeah, that's a good point. Neckties and tools do not, like, you don't want to have a necktie on using your rotary tool. Like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. you're going to die. I feel die. like this should be our official announcement. Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Yes. That's why I. Knowing is half the battle. I watched the, it was, I don't remember if it was somebody demonstrating a Dremel and they were like, never wear loose clothing. And somebody was like, why? And they held a t-shirt up and like, just turned the Dremel on and it just, just tightened up. Just gone. Uh-huh. It's, you're done. You're choking to death. Are you by yourself? It's, it's over. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about yeah. you. So power tools and loose clothing don't, don't mix. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Nope. Uh, Not a good idea. Um, yeah. I did love in this opening bit on tool time. It's the only segment in Tool Time in this episode, uh, but there was almost always a Tool Time segment. Yeah, and I just I loved I loved Al's reaction to his prank. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the lame joke and the guy that overlaughs at his own joke to me is mm-hmm. always a funny bit. And yeah. Richard Carn did that better than anybody. Oh, yeah, he's like he slapping his own knee and doing like the silent laugh, and <laughs> it's just oh, it's so good. He's such a he's such a straight man to Tim. But when he does yep. get the opportunity to do like a good, uh, what he thinks is like a great zinger, you just like I know that kid, <laughs> yep. and you know what? Bless him, he's he's great. Just let him mm-hmm. do what he does. Uh, I also just love the love that Al is is basically the smart one on the show uh, who knows actually how to do these things. And you said he was based off of this old house guy. Um, so Norm Abrams, I mean, because Norm that was Norm's job on sure. this old house right was he was the guy that knew how to do anything he also had a woodworking show called new yankee workshop mm-hmm. he was a favorite as a kid i wanted to go to the vocational high school so that i could study woodworking um as a result and uh yeah no and he always wore he always wore the plaid flannel shirt like a hundred percent of the time and I'm so not. it is dead he had the beard and the whole thing like it is very it is very much norm I had always thought he was a Bob Vila clone, so that that surprises me. I mean, me. it's they're, they're kind of the same, they're the same person, same really. deal. I mean, they did it together, like they were all. The... I mean, I but like this I, old house know. a lot, so I've learned a lot from this old house. Great show, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. We need we need more things like that. So then we get we move on to the the title of the show, the music and all that stuff, and that was just. What a weird theme. There's a lot going on in that music. There, there is like, I feel like there's like a 30 second period in history in which that theme song could have been made. Like yeah. you could probably like mm-hmm. some musicology could pinpoint like, you know, the exact moment that go, yes, this is the only moment in time in which this could have happened. <laughs> I feel like, like we've listened to some old theme songs and I feel like nothing feels more dated than this one. But it's it really was, yeah. There was a time for that. Like Seinfeld's got some but at least that's one instrument. <laughs> like whatever's going on in this theme is like mm-hmm. there's like saw sounds and like yeah. Th- there's it's like they got the uh, the 
people from Stomp to make the theme song. Yes. But there's <laughs> well, still a melody in there that, that catches right. you. No, it's, mm-hmm. it's that Phil Spector wall of sound approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like put all the sound effects you can. Somebody got their Casio with all the different samples. <laughs> and they were just playing. They were just they were going to use them. They, got, they paid for the samples. They're going to use the samples. Like, just be glad we only got one uh-huh. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I That's mean. true. That was, and to be fair, the Tim Allen uh, home improvement dad with the tools, more power shenanigans. That was all based on his stand-up routine, you know, which mm-hmm. basically was mm-hmm. the primal man just grunting at things. Uh, yeah. Which man, that was selling there for a hot minute in the late eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. Like guys were like, "Yeah, I totally do that," uh, you know. And I mean, to some degree, we still do. You know, you just ah, whatever. Yeah. You know, you know your and dad re- does. You know, you it, do. it made me, it reminded me of like older episodes when the boys were smaller. Like the cutest part I even remember as a kid was when he's doing something with Mark when Mark was super small and they both are sitting there doing whatever project they are going, oh, 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> working on the car. I think he had a car in his garage for uh, a long time. Yeah. And would do something like, and just start talking about like 4,000 BTUs or 600 horsepower, anything you go, har, har, har. And you're like, yeah. I get that. I mean, I do that with Stephanie. I'll be talking about fixing my truck or like, you know, that engine's got like 375 horsepower. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Without even thinking about it, you just, you know, I emulate engine noises because I'm six. Uh, Yep. Just a grown up six year old. Um, Look, look, as as a man, I can say this, men, we are simple creatures. Yeah. And and it doesn't take much to impress us. Mm -mm. And. You know, Tim Allen knew that, and he ran with it. And then yeah. he made an entire career out. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, th- you just leave out the toxic parts, and you, you still got a decent, innocent, fun three-inch pipes are cool, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Simple. It's all right. Just well, don't be a turd ball while you're enjoying your three-inch pipes on your truck. Because <laughs> the show, I mean, the show definitely had the, the sitcom tropes of, like, the man-child husband mm-hmm. and... The, the wife that was put together and keeping the family together and all of that. And in this case, that man-child husband, Tim Allen, he play he's because it's so close to his stage persona for his stand-up and him just in general that it worked. He you really bought that he was like that. And they played into it with stuff like when he comes home and Jill's complaining about the boys doing all these pranks and he's like, and they did it without me. oh yeah there's so many good jokes right there at the beginning too um Uh so yeah so we jill walks in in the next scene and they're they're talking about the microwave i can't remember what the context was because i'm hosting the show and i boys made dinner that's right we're making dinner they were making vegetable lasagna (laughs) i can't believe jill walked right into that yes the microwave boys (laughs) why are you making lasagna in the microwave that you made that from is... scratch. Like if it's frozen lasagna, that's fine. Like go ahead. But you you claim that you've made microwave you've made lasagna from scratch and you've put it in the microwave and you need your mom to check that you put enough cheese. <laughs> Look, your kids are gonna make you eggs and just like barely cook them. You know, I mean this <laughs> it's really what it's what's inside. And to Jill, yeah. she's a mom and those are her boys. I don't care if they're 16, 25, or three, she's gonna treat them right. basically the same way. Oh, you tried so hard. It's so sweet. However, <laughs> Jill has been around those boys long enough to know that they're mm-hmm. feeding her a line of BS. I was going to say, like, we're on season six of this show. Come on, Jill. <laughs> yeah. I actually, as I was watching the this scene unfold, I thought it was going to unfold where she opens the microwave and isn't scared by it and mm-hmm. like has set something up behind them to freak them out. Like That's what I... Yeah. Sure. That's actually how I thought things were going to go because I'm I'm in my brain I'm like no season six Jill knows these these kids by now and she's been around Tim for God knows how long mm-hmm. like she has yeah. to see this coming from three blocks away no yeah no oh yeah she knows not a, not a clue but no she opens the microwave and there's a severed head inside uh, not a real one uh, a fake one uh, and she gets scared and it becomes this big thing about they pranked me blah 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 and Tim comes home. And uh, says that, and she tells him the story, and he he basically they like, did it without me, uh, or something. <laughs> they were going to run over to prank Wilson, and they put goo through his went through his fence. They put some sort of slime through yep. his fence. <laughs> they didn't invite me. Um, and, and then 
Uh, I loved I loved this line because it it made me laugh pretty hard. Um, when uh, when he they were talking about the severed head in the microwave and, and Tim's trying to calm her down and he says <laughs> he says um, oh shoot oh severed head real or otherwise when the kids put a head a severed head real or otherwise in the microwave it's a cry for help or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, and I was like the real or otherwise really got me and the um, when Tim looks in the microwave at the severed head. And mm-hmm. says, poke uh-huh. holes in the severed head before yeah. you nuke it. Man. <laughs> yeah. It looks so, it looks, it looks like a legit, you did this wrong. Such a good dry joke. Um, yeah. And it's those deliveries that I really, when I see that after so long away from home improvement, I come back, I'm like, that's why this show was good. They really had those like dry, goofy husband jokes all figured out. They knew how to deliver. Um, and get a get an audience to laugh. That worked for me. I know. I said, ah, that's good. You know, because some of these old shows you watch and you're like, oh, that just fine. You know, you watch, you don't really laugh out loud. This one, this one got me a couple times. I was like, okay, I remember now why it was so much. Which fun. is obviously why it lasted as long as it did. Like they had great writing, and all of them, all of them had great lines like this throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. The The comedy was spread around. It wasn't one or two characters that got everything. It was everybody. It was very much an ensemble thing, and that's what made it work, and that's why it was the number one show for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. you don't... That doesn't just happen by accident. It no. might for a short period of time, but to sustain that is is something that you have to work at, and yeah. that was a good writer's room that really knew. And, you know, the cast had great timing. They uh-huh. they had really they had good chemistry and they had good comedic timing. Like mm-hmm. the Wilson gag will never get old. Yeah, and they'd they'd have to get more and more inventive with how they would do it, and it was always great because after a certain amount like of time, you're just this like episode. Yeah, they, yeah, mm-hmm. and because this is one of the few times they actually go into Wilson's backyard, like any mm-hmm. anyone else does. Yeah, and to have that, like it's it's just I love that. I love it's a simple gag, but it's so well delivered. And they kept that, they committed to that bit because yeah, I can they remember come out doing, they used to come out and do their bows at the end of the show. Yep. And, and, he, and he would come out with a little, he would come out with his little fence. Little fence. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the only time he didn't so do that good. was the final, the final episode when they did yeah. their curtain call, he came out without yeah. the fence. That was the only time mm-hmm. I think he even, even publicly when they did like press conferences and stuff, he'd yeah. have his fence on his face. It's so mm-hmm. good. Um, I think I was reading in the trivia, there was a, one other episode we covered the top half of his face instead of the bottom for some, like, I don't remember if it was another Halloween episode or what, but it, it, he, he had the top covered. You could see his face for once, but not the whole thing. Nice. Never the whole thing all at mm-hmm. once. And to have an Never. actor that would commit to that um, yeah. is saying something uh, for him because there was another actor that was chosen or that was looked at before and he found out he wasn't going to be able to show his face. He bowed out. Um, I can't remember who it was. It was a it was a fairly was a fairly prominent guy, um, but then this dude who I, I wrote down so much, but nothing important that I need to reference. She <laughs> <laughs> like, just have the IMDb up. Like I'm such a good guy, good at what I do. Come on, man. Um, but yeah, so we basically get to a point where Tim and Jill are like, "We'll we'll get them. Don't worry. We're going to get the kids back mm-hmm. for this. They've really this is war. It's time to time to go to town." So the next scene. We get probably one of the reasons I wanted to pick this episode to begin with a knock at the door uh, where Larry Hankin shows up. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Larry Hankin, I assure you you're wrong. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you are most Mm -hmm. definitely familiar with Larry Hankin from numerous roles, none of which you can probably name. Uh, The only one that pops into my mind immediately is Home Alone as the cop with the donut. Um, I know him as Mr. Heckles, the downstairs neighbor neighbor from Friends. Okay, I didn't know that's what I remember him for the most. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so recurring character. I mentioned this last week. Yes, I remember him distinctly from one role, and I said that you would not get what it was from. He played Ace in the motor pool in the movie Running Scared. And I will never not see him as Ace because he's got like they bring their car in and he's, you know, he's just covered in grease, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, you know, you want to you want to come and go like the wind. You want to be invincible and vulnerable and invisible. And, and Billy Crystal's like, yeah, and I need it Thursday by nine. And he just looks at his watch. 
Yeah, it won't be invisible until five. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back and their their unmarked police car is now looking like a taxi cab. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got uh, bulletproof plexiglass on the windows. You can't roll them down. But then again, you can't get shot through them either. So that's great. And then he's like, it's just like James Bond. Do you have like uh, machine guns behind the headlights? Hey, you want to leave it a couple of more days? Like he's just so nonchalant about it. And it's such a great role. And I will never not see him as that. Like, I know he was the fake Kramer in Seinfeld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think he popped up in Taxi somewhere. I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure at some yeah, point. Probably. Like, he's been in so many things. He's like, he's one of those character actors that just shows up everywhere. He's like Stephen Root or Walton Goggins or mm-hmm. uh, Vincent Schiavelli. Like, Larry Hankin just shows up everywhere, but he will always be ace for me. Anytime <laughs> I see him, no matter what, no matter how old he looks. And how old he gets because he if you see him now he's looking his age right? yeah oh yeah he is mm-hmm. but he, uh he never yeah. looked particularly young uh but he's definitely no. looking his age now <laughs> no but all his, he never looked particularly young but all, all of the old has caught up like quickly <laughs> on him <laughs> when you start your 20s looking 60 uh your yeah. 60s look pretty rough that's what we're saying yes. that's what we're getting at uh, but yeah, I love, I love the guy. I could watch him eat a hamburger and be enthralled. He's just, he's just so good at the, at the path he's chosen. He's amazing at, and I, I'm, I'm glad to see him casting things. But anyway, he comes in as Clifford Warren, uh, who is a, like a, what was it? What did he say? He was a funeral director, funeral director. And he swung by the the house. No, just he didn't say he was a funeral director. He was here for a funeral. He was here for a funeral. That's right. And he walks up to the porch and he tells the boys who answer the door for the stranger, which back in the nineties, you know, you're seven, you're old enough to answer the front door for people. You know, like now we're like, no, everyone's a murderer. But back then, you know, Mm -hmm. we didn't think everybody was a murderer, so we just like, yeah, not yet. Small not until that special episode of Home Improvement. Sure, yeah. yeah. The special episode. That's when everything turned. Uh, but he comes in, he tells the boys, you know, I, I used to live at this house and I'd, I'd love to come in uh, and have a look around. And he discusses the incident. Uh, and the boys are like, what are you talking about? And this part, I love this because the, Jill, Jill and Tim just do the best <laughs> parent thing that you could possibly do. Just come to the door. Tim's got on a giant chicken head. And Jill's got on an egg, and her face is sticking through the hole in the egg. Mm-hmm. But Tim is completely covered, and they go to have this conversation with Clifford Warren, air quotes, and they don't take their masks off. No. No. <laughs> and Tim just is talking to him, and I could see my dad doing this somehow. Like... <laughs> Just not even, not even caring about the man. Like, I, I would, you know, I would take my husband. Oh yeah, let me talk to you. No, just like, what are you I've doing? Only, <laughs> I've only just now gotten the adult joke behind those costumes, and I'm like appalled at myself for a not getting it sooner <laughs> and b figuring it out now. So that's fine. I have a vague Steven idea. A- yeah, I don't know what that joke yes. was. Yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> 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 it's a family friendly show mostly so I'll, uh, fair I'll enough tell you later. I do have to say I love Tim's reaction when he was like does the crazy Wilson guy live next door and Tim's was like we don't know we don't talk to any of our neighbors <laughs> yeah, I was so like that's exactly how I answer the door I just try to cut it off I don't know I don't know anything <laughs> goodbye see yeah. you later you can go now yeah so he also alludes to uh, the basement being where whatever the secret is, whatever happened to his brother, uh, occurred in the basement. And it's since mm-hmm. that's where that's where uh, Randy, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character, uh, that's where he sleeps now. So he's on put on edge because the basement's like his home yeah, base. He's like, that's where my room is. And mm-hmm. Clifford's like. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And all all in all, this is a pretty good this is a pretty good gag. This would have me kind of like, what's going on? It was a little over the top. Mm -hmm. Um Clifford Warren is definitely putting on his best Vincent Price. Um there's all of that in the way he's speaking. Uh if there was a Vincent Price biopic, I'm saying Larry Hankin at that time could have could have pulled it off. I'd been down for that. 
Uh, I think Vincent Price was probably still alive then. I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Yeah, back in 90-whatever this was. Uh, had to be mm-hmm. 95 or later. 96. 96 was when this aired. Okay. There you go. Yeah, so... 93. They, he died um, in 93. Yeah. Oh, he died in 93? Yeah. Yeah, because he did Edward Scissorhands and then passed away not long yeah, after that. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Good final role, by the way. We'll get down to Heck Vincent yeah. Price one of these days. Uh who's a treasure just a treasure uh anyway so they they end up closing the door they move on uh but randy and randy and brad are not so sure about this brad's pretty convinced that this is mom and dad just pranking him but randy's like i sleep in the basement we really need to get this verified so (laughs) they go over to see wilson who is doing what wilson does in his backyard with a cauldron and not for anybody, just for himself, you know, mm-hmm. making a potion, because that's Wilson. And you half wonder, like, did he know they were coming? Is this for them? Or is he really, like, putting eye and <laughs> no, Newton monkey head in the... He, he, did, he did know they were coming, because he gives he gives that's them right. the thumbs up at the window. Um, I did look it up. Mugwort is good for digestion issues. I did oh, good. look that up. I was curious. Nice. A man of his age, probably, you know, that, that makes no. sense. Mm-hmm. You need to stay regular. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know one thing I wanted to bring up. After the kids leave the room and they're like, let's go talk to Wilson, the parents come back down and Larry comes back in to basically expose that he's Larry. Uh, which, you know what? Mm-hmm. Tim is Tim. Larry's Larry. I love when characters just have their names. Yeah. Why bother yeah. changing it? It's a perfectly fine mm-hmm. name. Uh, so they want to pay Larry off. Larry's actually a Halloween guy, uh, which is a thing in Detroit. I guess you have your Halloween guys. Uh, but they pay him off with a check. But I'm like, you guys are having this conversation just in your living room. Your kids literally walked yeah, out the back. Like, How do you know when they're going to be back, man? Out the back door that's like all glass. Yeah, yeah. It's all, all glass. glass. I mean, maybe they saw them go over to Wilson's and they're thinking, we got at least five minutes. Wilson's going to talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. and you never know right. how long that's going to take. Yeah. So maybe we got a minute. Uh, but the kids go over to see Wilson. Wilson's... <laughs> doing his monkey head in a cauldron thing. And they ask him about, they tell him that, uh, they ask him that Larry came, that, uh, that Claire, Clifford Warren came over. They wanted to know about the incident. Uh, or he asked, did they tell you about the incident? And they're all, yeah, we know everything about it, which is a weird strategy for trying to get information about an incident is to go, yeah, our parents told us everything. Can you believe that? <laughs> But these are kids, but uh, you know, that opens Classic up the door. sitcom line though. It's <clears> the, it's the, um, you know, they're like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know, like I'm on the inside now. So let's talk about it. Now we can just talk about it because you, I already right. know. Oh yeah. yeah. And the depths of this prank go pretty deep because they, they, they are curious about the incident, but they're not ready for everything Wilson has about the brother who died. And then the well, newspaper clipping. Newspaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this See, is kids, back in the day, there was this thing called bad. a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> you would get your news from it. Easier to make a fake newspaper now. Like I can make I, you want a mm-hmm. fake newspaper, I'll get you a fake newspaper. Don't even worry For about sure. it. But in 1996, I couldn't make you a convincing fake newspaper. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't, but Wilson probably has a Gutenberg printing press in his basement. Right. Or Larry. <laughs> Larry's probably got some chicks up his sleeve as sure, the yeah. Halloween guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a very was... short time frame is what I'm saying. Yeah. We seem to have put this together really quickly. <laughs> this is true. You're not wrong mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not wrong at all. If anyone's going to pull it off, though, it's Wilson. Oh, yeah. And he's in because Wilson's having a good time. And what I love about Wilson is they're like, sorry about putting the slime through your fence. He says, oh, it's water-based goo. I just sprayed it off. And you're like, that's a good neighbor, <laughs> you know. They just let the kids mm-hmm. cause a ruckus. And I mean, and, water-based slime And again, talking about the Wilson bit, he's behind the fence with the boys. But every time they point to him, the camera angle has something in front of his face. Yes. Whether it's one of the kids or he's got that big old spoon. Big he just spoon. happens to be keeping in front of his face. Yes. Yeah, the or well and done. this was like at this point you can pause a frame and see Wilson's face, you know. Yeah, sure. But we're talking about this is the TV in the mid nineties. You don't have TiVo 
You know, we're They're not gonna, there no, yet. No, it's going to be VHS, and so it's going to do the wiggles. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. yep. so you're fine. Don't oh, even yeah. worry about it. You'll never see him. And if you're going through that much effort, I mean, my goodness, calm down. Just, it's, <laughs> you can see him. It's all right. Uh, but yeah, so we get that. They explain, they get the whole thing. Uh, they go back home. This is where my notes fall apart because I was trying to remember <laughs> all the pieces. They go back home. And Al comes over to talk to them. Al comes over about his party. To get the head. That's right. He's like the the head. He needs the severed head for his party. That's right. That's right. And so then he ruins the pro the he ruins the the gag by oh help me out. Telling them that it's Larry the Halloween guy. Okay, he saw Larry the picture. That's right. Oh Mm -hmm. Larry the he saw the picture in the newspaper. And then they're like, oh, right. look, that picture of Larry the Halloween guy. And they're like, ah, Al really ruined everything. You know, this is this <laughs> is the first of many surprises yeah. that he ruins. So he ruins their whole deal. And I kind of felt bad for him uh, at the time. But then they decide, OK, mom and dad are trying to prank us. Now we'll get them back. So <laughs> Al goes upstairs and knocks on Tim's door when they come out again with masks. Uh, Tim's got on like it was actually kind of creepy. Larry brought in some stuff. That's Larry's right. Like I got some stuff. Right. Like I'll just I got let me like this is cheesy, but cheesy's in this year. But if you're not feeling it, I got let me get you the good stuff out of the van. Oh yeah, and I I like Tim's mask, and I like that Tim put in all the effort to tuck the extra part of the mask into his shirt, so he actually looked like he was a burn victim or whatever the devil that thing was. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Because that was pretty creepy. And then Jill comes wandering out with a big clown mask, like murdery clown. And again, they don't take them off to have the conversation with Al. They just keep nope. them on. And this gag works for me. I just every single time this happens, I I'm thought, laughing. I thought at one point that Tim was going to take his off, but he was just fixing his <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah. Those things are so hard to breathe in. I hate those uh-huh. rubber masks so much. Yeah. You can't see anything. They smell I have a awful. Latex allergy. It's just the, none of it's good. <laughs> no, it's it's all terrible. Yeah. So Al tells them, "Hey guys, I think you've really Randy's really upset. He's worried about this killer murderer in the neighborhood or whatever." And they're like, and Jill gets immediately upset. Mama Bear jumps mm. on board and is like, "Oh no, I told you we went too far." Yeah, she wasn't 100% into it. She's like, we're going to prank our own children? Like, yeah. that doesn't seem great. <laughs> but she doesn't have a better option. So no, fine. like, what is wrong with us? But I'll go along with it because my buffoon husband says, this is this is what you do at Halloween. Even earlier with yeah. the head thing, he's like, this is them saying, please, please scare me, mom and dad. I need this. Uh, mm-hmm. So they go down there and Jill's all worried. And we get a scene of uh, of Al or Brad putting eye drops in Randy's eyes to make him look yeah. like he's been crying, uh, which would never, yeah. it'd never work. I mean, come on. Yeah. May- maybe if he's a really good actor, but you know, we'll see. But you gotta, gotta love the extra joke of like, there, it looks like you're crying. It's like, yeah, it does. You actually poked, poked me in the eye. eye. <laughs> that was really good. I like that a lot. So Jill gets down there. She's like, oh, honey, it was just a joke, bro, bro. Because he's all, he's all upset. And my favorite thing is when she starts apologizing. And Tim goes, well, I didn't want to, but your mom did. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately tosses her under the bus. Yeah, uh-huh. that got but before so that, how did, how did it get ruined again? Well, that's after that. That was after that, right? Then, then they're, yeah, it was. Then they're like, you know, oh, it'll be okay. And and Al says something about like da 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 Larry. Yeah. Mm. What do you mean, Larry? I mean, Clifford, right? Clifford is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, Clifford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that Al says it, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas is just like whoever it was. I'm really scared. Like he <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> Larry Clifford. What does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? I'm just really scared. So he totally they get they get the the jokes ruined everybody's ruined nobody's scared anymore we're moving right along the family the parents are like we're gonna go to this party uh, and Tim's dressed in this what I I would argue that these are the worst of the costumes they picked I'd rather see them in a chicken because Tim's got full right. chest full chest I mean we're talking Knight Rider level uh, <laughs> we did an episode yeah. on that go back and check that out whenever you're ready. Um, 
he's got that on, and Jill is an angel, yeah, and they're he like, does not the have party. David Hasselhoff's chest. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Look, no. I don't spend a lot of time judging men's hairy chests, but I do know I, when one is better move. than the other. I was going to say, it was a brave move. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bold. There's, there's dad chest, and then there's sex symbol chest. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tim yeah. Allen's got the dad chest down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's walking mm-hmm. out of the house. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, they're going. They're going to the party. Uh, it leaves Brad and Randy home alone on Halloween uh, to do whatever it is they do. They get to hand out candy, and this was a really good the joke. Best um, little bit. This was really fun. The doorbell rings. They open the door. Randy's standing there, and who do we have dressed up but Buzz Lightyear and Simba? <laughs> he gives a piece of candy to the spaceman and seven to the adorable lion. And I love the meta of that, that uh, so much. Tim gets one piece of candy and Randy gets a lot of pieces of candy. Um, that was just, that tickled me. I don't know. I got a kick out of that. Uh, by the way, the kid dressed as Simba was uh, Richard Carn's actual little boy. Uh, oh, cool. Which yep. was pretty cool. I love when they do that kind of thing. That was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. So next time the doorbell rings, and it's Larry at the door. But it's not Larry dressed as Clifford Warren with the lightning and all. And Larry says, because they know Larry now. Larry's not technically a stranger Mm -hmm. anymore. He's basically a friend of the family, even though he's just a Halloween guy. But we know him. You know, he's participated. Mm -hmm. So he says, can I come in? It's starting to rain. And they're like, sure. Parents not home. Letting strange old man in the house. It's fine. It's not strange old man, but not a stranger. Yeah, this was you kids don't do that anymore. That's totally what we would do. <laughs> you know, it's fine. There's two kids. Two kids. Oh, if there yeah, was one kid, oh yeah, Betty did. When there's when there's more than one child, you're safe. When there's only one child, not safe. Never. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the rule. So if you're with your buddies, you can let the stranger in. <laughs> totally fine. Exactly. You know, you could always home alone it probably with two if he's already in the house. That's true. He's not right. only mm-hmm. two. Meet him outside so you can home alone it. That's right. That's a good point. So uh, Larry comes in, and this is this is when it gets kind of real because Larry's like, "I need to find your parents because they short they shorted me cash." He shows them a little check that they wrote him, and they're like, "Oh, well, they'll be home later." And he's kind of like, uh, "Yeah, later's not going to work for me." And he pulls the I'm an irate, some kind of like grumpy gangster man. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. and maybe there's mm-hmm. more to Larry the Halloween guy than just Halloween stuff. You know, what's he do the other eleven Where months do you of the year? All this drug candy that we hear about every year comes from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the one supplying. He's got a lot of costumes, but they're from all the dead people that he's run across and <laughs> stolen them from. Uh, so he gets real nervous. They're like, "We gotta. We don't have any money." He's like, "You better find it." They're like, "Oh crap." Okay. So where do they keep the cash stash? Look, everybody's parents keeps the cash stash in the sock drawer, but not at the Taylor residence. No. Apparently. The cash is in the attic in a cigar box. If you need it quick, you ain't going to be able You're to not get going it. going up the attic, yeah. No. Okay, here's the thing. When they said that the first time, I thought this was their joke of, this is how we get away from a person. Yes. Like, sure. And then they went up to the attic. It's like, he usually keeps it up here. I was like, wait, this is real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the We're dumbest the thing I've ever heard. That's your other option in the back of the freezer. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. smart. I, mm-hmm. You know, in a block of ice in the back of the freezer, no one will look there. You just have to take it with you. You'll eventually have money. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever heard the, like, if you have a problem with your credit card, like you, you yeah, spend you too much, ice. you freeze it and put yeah. it in the freezer? If you really yeah, need it. Mm-hmm. That's clear. Yeah. And everything's online. You just got to type it. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> Look, last pass knows my credit card number. It's yeah, not that hard. But yeah, so they they climb up into the attic, which is one of those good old pull down numbers. You know, you pull down the thing, go up the, mm-hmm. go up the little makeshift ladder thingy deal. And then they're in the attic, which no one questions why there's a bunch of smoke in the attic. I was like, oh, no, the attic's on fire. This joke yeah, is dude, getting out of control. Because they go, um, oh, maybe Dad left the window open, and the warm air and the cold met the cold air, and oh, okay. it created fog. Like, I, oh, was, I just I, remembered something from yeah, I just that was a great something joke. from uh, Earth Sciences. 
I always yeah. wanted the pull down ladder. Like that was always like that, you know, people ask you like, what, what was a, you know, a weird thing that you thought of as like a luxury. Um, Cause when I was a kid, the uh, entrance to the attic in our house was like a hatch in one of the closets. Yep. So they had to like bring the ladder into like move all the clothes, take all the clothes out, put them on the bed, put the, put the ladder in there and pop the little thing up. And so that pulled yep. on ladder. That was, I, we had the exact same thing in my house and it was in a coat closet that yep. was over the stairs to the basement. So the bottom of the coat closet was slanted. Oh, and, <laughs> and so like it was, you couldn't get a ladder in there. You had to have the ladder outside going up to the hatch. It was, it was messed up. We, we never went in that attic. Like what is that? Let me tell you, that attic ha having that pull down attic with the pull down ladder. I never for a second trusted that to hold my weight. <laughs> Because it always felt and sounded like it was just about to go. So oh, yeah. you weren't missing much. They're they're made out of like popsicle sticks. You're not meant for mm -hmm. real human yeah. use. And you're carrying your eight hundred pound Christmas tree up the ladder, like shoving <laughs> yeah. it up there. It's like just, <laughs> just gotta get it up past the edge and it'll be it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Like so many injuries are gonna happen. That's funny. Yeah, that does that does considering what you and Travis dealt with, Amy, that does sound like a luxury item. Like I've never yeah. heard of yeah. the weird compartment of doom in a in a closet. So mm -hmm. I don't know what builders <laughs> were thinking back then, but it seems like a yeah. much better option. Yeah. It might kill you, but you know. I always thought columns <laughs> were a luxury. Like if a house had columns on the outside that it was a mansion. Yeah. And that is not true. I've been in some now oh. that I'm older. <laughs> You can just get those. Yeah. They'll just tell them to you. You can just put them in front of your house. <laughs> just put yeah. columns up there. It's it's fine. Uh, but yeah, you. I always wanted a house with columns. That was that was the thing. <laughs> so the attic's full of smoke. They're wandering around in there. It's lightning now. It's getting real Halloween-y. And they find a one of the cigar boxes, and they open it, and there's a rat inside. Oh, more scary stuff. And then they go find another cigar box, and they think that's where the money is, and they open it, but behind them, a creaky sound from a big chest, and some light glows out of it, and they're like, what's that? And then his, they hear their parents, Tim's voice, like, hey, boys, or something like that. And they look up, and there's two skeletons dressed like their parents. And they come, like, running towards them, or shuffling, or rolling, or whatever that <laughs> movement was. Uh, towards the kids, and then like Mark pops out of the the, the thing behind him, and like, Wah! and they just scare the bejesus, scare the pants off him anyway. And mm -hmm. then the then that's the big that's the big crescendo, you know. That's that's the the big thing that happens. Uh, and the parents come up, Larry comes up, and like, oh, we got you. Everybody has a has a good old time, uh, being glad that they got each other. It's Halloween's over, and then the door shuts. Uh, behind them the the ladder folds up <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and they're like oh crap did you do that which one of you set that up who set that up nobody set that up oh no <laughs> we're stuck now uh and tim's like i got this you know just give me a second starts banging on uh, it and jumping up and down on it if you ever seen christmas vacation you can kind of see where this yeah. is headed uh mm -hmm. <laughs> but then he, you you go down below it and it's uh it's al and wilson and they've shoved a broom handle or something up underneath <laughs> yep. it so they can't get out. And Al is like, that'll show him, you know, because he's, he's failed at all of his jokes today. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's got to, get him. Al, Al's got a safe face, right? He's got to yeah. show that he could do pranks just as good as anybody else. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Wilson's got a bandana on, which allows Wilson to keep his, <laughs> his identity. He's in a cowboy suit with a bandana on his face, which was like, this is so good. It's so good. Uh, and Al actually kind of looks like he might look if he did Family Feud, you know, for a few years there. Because he's got the mm -hmm. sparkly suit and everything. Surprise, Richard Which... Karn did do Family Feud for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Which was fine. You know, Richard Karn's fine. Uh, but then they just go, okay, we've had enough of this. And they take the broom handle away while Tim is still up there stomping mm -hmm. on it. And they start to leave. <laughs> and then Tim just barrels through the floor. The ladder breaks. He hits the <laughs> ground. And I... Being the slapstick lover that I am, just loved that so much. Now, there's no way they didn't hear him banging <laughs> on the ladder hatch. Right, right. There's no way they couldn't have anticipated that this was exactly what was going <laughs> to happen. Mm -hmm. And they did it anyway. 
Well, oh, yeah. he said just before he pulled the the thing back, Al was like, "I better we better let him down before Tim does something stupid." And like, <laughs> really, Al? Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he's gonna do something stupid. That's that's the whole point of this show. Mm-hmm. So he falls through the roof, and and that's that's our episode. Roll credits uh, to the Halloween episode. I gotta say, I. I really enjoyed this. You know, I had a really great time with it. I thought the jokes were great. I thought it was deserving of a show in its sixth season uh, to just keep, to do what it does and do it well. Uh, And I think it didn't, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like a lame sitcom. And I think some of that owes to it having a live audience for one. There was no, like, there's always a laugh track to enhance laughs. A lot of times at this stage, there was audience laughter and then they would like kind of buff it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really like that there was a live audience and I'm starting to think that that's, that's kind of a key to a sitcom feeling good. Um, Amy, you were quick to agree on that. Did you? Well, so it's, and I mean, that's part of the thing, right? Like, so it's like doing live performance is just completely different. And especially for something like comedy where you can feed off of, laughter and it helps you figure out your timing right because you can hear the laughter you know what i mean and it's just like it just makes it so much easier than performing in a vacuum yeah yeah Hmm. and especially with a multi-camera stage setup like they use i mean it is for all intents and purposes a stage show that's being filmed yeah and so to have that you can you can kind of massage the jokes and find find the humor uh-huh. As you're going, um, right? That you can't do in a different situation. They had outtakes. So. Oh, the they end. did. That's the right. Yeah, yeah. Very I forgot they did that. Yeah, they had bloopers at the um, end about the 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 eye that mm-hmm. them putting the stuff in Randy's eye, and he kept wiping it away. <laughs> they really could stop wiping it off. <laughs> <laughs> not that you could see it which you could not see it no, at all no, no. <laughs> but but i get it like because i've put in eye drops like that before yeah. and if you miss a little bit you're just like you immediately wipe it away because it feels yeah. weird yeah mm-hmm. you're not so supposed to totally have water on your face yeah and al no, um al saying he's a hollywood washout <laughs> instead of saying like, a halloween you're like, well, washout. You're that, you're that too. <laughs> yeah i was like you're not wrong and everybody's awkwardly <laughs> laughing because you know this is the last show you're gonna really be successful at but you know it's good. Nice try. Fine. And and I think too, like like I said earlier, the writing of the show was really good. Like huh? the the jokes were there weren't too many jokes. They weren't like overdoing trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. They spaced them out decently and they spread them out amongst everybody. Yeah. Jill gets good punchlines. Mm-hmm. Tim gets good punchlines. Larry got my favorite line in the whole episode was right up there in the attic where he says, in all my years, I've never seen a family go to such sick lengths to torture each other on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. And you've also and- got you to give it to the kid actors, too, how well they have done coming up on this show and being able to be as good as they are, like holding their own with these other veteran actors in nailing those lines and that comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly you clearly see Jonathan Taylor Thomas is something special amongst the kids. He's got something that the older Brad, who was actually younger than Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but was taller so he could play Big Brother. uh, He was a month Mm -hmm. younger uh, than old JTT. I never liked that kid. I don't know why. He always struck me as a punk and I never could. Whatever he was didn't resonate with me. Like, I don't like that kid. He's a punk kid. Um (laughs) JTT was fine, and then Mark was several years younger than both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And he went real goth in later seasons. I don't know if you guys remember that. He started wearing like all black and Jinko jeans and stuff. It was definitely welcome to 1997 uh, as he got older. Right. Oh, yeah. Or mm-hmm. 98 or whatever that might have been. Because it was like, and he skyrocketed in height. He was like nine feet tall by the end of that show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're talking about the, the kids, a little bit of trivia about the kids. Tim Allen would often screw up lines on purpose early in the show to make them feel better when they screwed up lines, which I thought was actually either a really sweet thing to do or a total excuse for screwing up your lines. And I can't decide if we'll ever know. Um, we'll just go with yes to both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like a great thing to do if you're trying to help kids not feel so like they're wasting time or whatever. Um, yeah. This is the weirdest piece of trivia, and I want you guys to try to imagine the show looking like this. Stephen Tobolowski was originally set to be Al, 
but couldn't do it due to a film commitment. And I was sitting there thinking, like Stephen Tobolowsky, if you're you're unfamiliar with him, uh, wow. audiences, Ned Ned Needle Nose Ned the Head, whatever Ryerson from Groundhog Ned Day, Ryerson. Ned Ryerson from yeah. Groundhog Day, that that Bill Murray I... slugs uh, <laughs> one of his days. And he wouldn't have been out. It would have been a totally different character. But I want to see that. <laughs> that somehow, I feel like that somehow makes Tim the competent one, and I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. Now I can it's... see Stephen Tobolowsky being the older, knowledgeable guy. Like Tim, yeah. don't you know? Yeah. I mean this this would put him around the time of Groundhog Day. So what he is in Groundhog Day is him as a person, you know, in terms of what he would look like. And to me. I just, I don't, I would think he would be a big scene stealer. Like, honestly, Stephen yeah. Tolaski is really fun to watch. He could have been. Do anything. Um, mm-hmm. And I could see, like, him standing next to Tim and just your eyes would be on him because he's, he's good. He's really good at everything he does. He's also very tall. And sure, like, yeah. Tim Allen is not, so mm-hmm. I think that that also would make a huge difference because like richard karn and tim allen are about the same size yeah, yeah. so for, i think it works your... better with them as equals with one being the knowledgeable one and one being mm-hmm. tim mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I just thought that was that was really wild and funny enough but that's wild yeah al uh richard karn actually was an apartment manager when he got this role and he kept that job for a few months because he thought Stephen tobolowski was going to come back and be al and to Tobolowski just couldn't it wouldn't work out. So they're like, You're you're on the show permanently. <laughs> He'd waited till he had a permanent job before he quit being yeah. an apartment manager. <laughs> there's there's right a lot there. of actors like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think uh I think if you the more actors you look at that do TV, you probably find that there is not as much millionaire money flying around for mm-hmm. a lot of these actors. Like they're struggling too. They're just working people. Uh, who have mm. no idea how long the gig is going to last. And they might uh-huh. be making 10K an episode, but that might be the only job they work, and they only get four episodes for a year. That's, you know, in L.A. And you got to get enough to and get in the guild mm-hmm. so you can get insurance. And, you yeah. Know. Yeah, and that's if your show gets picked up. How many right. pilots do you do right. where it never even sees the light of day, mm-hmm. let alone get picked up and go for a while, which is why you get a lot of actors who will stay with a show probably longer than the show should be on if it's popular because you gotta make that money yeah like, right. they, they need it and they don't know when they're gonna get i remember listening to it might have been cat dennings on two broke girls or something I actually had a roommate and i was like you're on tv and you've got a roommate and you're like yeah these two broke girls are kind of also two broke girls in real life even though we're on a tv show because we live in los angeles uh yeah, and it's just the <laughs> impossible to function there like um so i i, I think I, i've heard just about everybody on the office kept their day job until it got like yeah. past the first season it got super popular so yeah oh yeah you ju- you just never know when your your next paycheck's gonna come uh and how big it's gonna be so it's it's funny you, you immediately assume famous people on tv they really they, most of them are still kind of struggling to get by even though they're on television mm-hmm. uh tv mm-hmm. money ain't everything it used to be you know and like Network shows can pay better, but they're more volatile. That's why you see a lot of actors at that time would really latch on to anything syndicated they could get involved mm-hmm. with because at least there you knew you were working for that run. They were going to yeah. make all those episodes mm-hmm. and they only make the one season of it. But that was like, it's like a guaranteed contract mm-hmm. because you had, yeah. you would be, you got 20 episodes and maybe it doesn't get picked up for another season, but you've got those as opposed to maybe this pilot works and then I can get picked up. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Got to get paid. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, that is home improvement, y'all. That was a that was a fun one. I had a really good time watching that. Y'all would watch it more home improvement if given the opportunity. I'm guessing. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, that we did it. We made it through that. But next up, you guys are going to be tuning in next week to hear our final uh-huh. episode of Spoopy Time. Uh, coming from Amy. Amy, what are we watching next week? All right, so I, um, we've all done, we've had a lot of good spooky episodes so far, but I've chosen a spooky episode from a spooky show because um, we're doing Bewitched. Yes. Now, uh, as you might imagine, Bewitched had several Halloween themed episodes. Um, and I've chosen one season three, episode seven, as we talked about, uh, <laughs> Twitch or Treat. 
And I picked this one above the other ones purely because it does have Paul Lind in it. All right. Nice. <laughs> and it immediately is better because of that. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um if you go and just watch it's on like Freebie or the Roku channel. Uh it's it's a bunch of places you can find it there. Is this a Dick York or Dick Sargent episode of Bewitched? Um I believe it's a Dick York episode, but now I don't remember. I was a fan I of Dick I'm... York. The yeah, black is either black and white or color. That's the distinguishing factor between yeah. Dick York and Dick Sargent. But that's awesome. No, I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be good. Yep. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Well, that's it for the show. Don't forget that you can message us on Twitter at those days show. You can send us emails at those were the days show at gmail.com. I'm assuming we didn't get anything in the emails, Travis. I don't know why I look to you. Uh, you I generally not- have it open. <laughs> did not see anything in the emails uh didn't see much on twitter either nothing in the emails nothing on the twitter that's okay maybe home no you got a response email. on the twitter we check did. that twitter again yeah did we did we i haven't looked in the last little bit here hold on yeah nothing to see here it says i didn't see anything but hold on maybe i'm maybe i'm okay. confused okay. um it, twitter's broken <laughs> yes i did see one earlier but now twitter's broken yeah twitter twitter is broken uh, at the moment okay Skizix definitely was a res- responded on twitter okay I talked about digging it so wanted to give Skizix a shout out okay Skizix gets a shout out anyway because he's here and that's great Skizix, I'm, yes. I'm i'm saying he i shouldn't i don't <laughs> i shouldn't assume yeah, the, internet sure. is, the internet is a mirror uh, but we're, I'm mm-hmm. glad you're here. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad you're here. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, great. Well, that's it for us, y'all, for Amy, for Audie, for Travis, for me. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show and tell your friends, and we will catch you next time here on Those Were the Days. Sure, you want to leave it a couple more days? <laughs> <laughs>